don't get caught slipping, the following content will definitely make your life hell after a breakup. You'll go home and they'll just be sitting there chilling at your mama house, telling you what went wrong, telling her what went wrong. Don't get fucked up. Start the show. You gotta watch out. Everybody had that. Everybody had that one. That one partner got way too cool with the yep, family. Yep. Pop up at pop up at the wrong functions and shit. Mm. Just be hating on and be hating on the next chick too. Start showing up uninvited. Hell yeah! Talk, calling your mom, mama. Yeah. Who the fuck? The fuck you think this is? Yo, y'all play cousins now. Huh? Hell yeah! No, fuck that. <laughs> Niggas mm. plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am D. Randall. And if you're watching the video, I am wearing a hat because I have no haircut. Uh, I, I also have no haircut and just don't give a shit. I'm I going look, to the barbershop after this. I look mad washed. Yeah, man. Just uh, want y'all to know it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. It's lunchtime somewhere, which means... It's happy hour. Happy here. hour here. That's goddamn right. Hey, I like that. We got to keep that. No matter what time we record, too. It's dinner time somewhere. It means it's happy hour here. I love it. Y'all better not steal this shit. Man, look. Look. Okay. Okay. Real quick. Right off the muscle. Somebody's stealing my bits out here. Somebody out here stealing my shut the fuck up bits. What? Bruh. I had a whole thing, a whole meme thing that was like, shut the entire extended edition four hour fuck up. Yeah. And it caught up. This was, and this, this goes back some years. And just happenstance, a member of Team Oz tagged me. Shout out to Leticia Swanson. Tagged me in some shit that she said, she was like, man, this sounds like you. And they did everything, but they changed. The ending, to it was a long shut the fuck up rant, and they changed the ending. Now, to their credit, I like the ending. <laughs> That's what's fucked up. Okay. That's what's fucked up. I might just steal their version. I might just steal their version that they stole from me. But I'm gonna to whoever to whoever this was. I'm gonna let you have that. I'm gonna let you have that. But just know. The brand is about to get brolic on you niggas. And when I start dropping these t-shirts and y'all want to and y'all want to y'all want to take the sayings off the t-shirts, I'm going to come see y'all about my fucking check. Lil Walter used to shoot niggas on the street about that shit. Do not let the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> Oh man! So episode fifty-one, we are officially in opinions while black year two. Man, feels good. We back, nigga. Like we never fucking left. D. Randall, how is how has your time away been? Ah, uh, it, it's uh, it's been phenomenal. You've it's been, been booked and busy. 
booked and busy, busy and booked. The crazy part is, man, we only been gone for like two weeks. It's true. It's only been two weeks. Too long, almost uh, too long. And uh, I need, I needed that, I needed that refresh. I needed it as well. I, I, I needed it way more than I thought I did. And uh, no, nah, I feel good, man. Gave some time to reflect. Um, you know, getting a lot of kudos from people who listen to the show. More and more people are coming out of their shells and telling us how much they like the show. And, and I'm, hey. I'm just really, really excited about how many people, how many people are actually listening to it. We are catching on, man. We are definitely catching on. I see the numbers climbing. I see the numbers climbing. I see y'all spreading the word, Team Oz. You real ones. That's why we. That's why we keep so consistent. That's why we keep so consistent because you niggas are consistent. Uh, D. Randall has been booked and busy. Uh, D. Randall just came from. He was uh, out there in what San Diego. I was at San Diego Comic Con, baby. You bitches. <laughs> it is. It is not on the docket, but we are definitely going to talk about that shit. Mm. We've been gone for two weeks. We got to give y'all some content. I can get into it now because it was hit them. Um, you know, it was. Um, was that was 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 Jess there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Jessica. She was there. Shout out to Jess. What up, Jess? Yeah, we were right there in Hall H. Um, you know, I'm just really going to talk about the Marvel panel. Real, real <laughs> quick, real quick. The last time I last time I talked about Jess, I kind of objectified her. Uh, my bad. Uh, I. I love I, I love your content that you've done with the Curly Nerd Podcast. Um, very bright person. Uh, did not mean to wholly objectify you, uh, even though this is the place for that. <laughs> but uh, shout out to you. Kudos to you. Uh, hope you had a good time at Comic Con. Mm. So yeah, thank you for that. By the way, it's all good. Um, so I'm just going to talk about Marvel because everything else. I mean, matter. right? What else matter fucking matters? So just so just so uh all you motherfuckers know. Um, you know, we've said many a time that we've been here since day one. We've been comic heads since day one. Day one. So baby. y'all are welcome for the last eleven years of this shit. And and for everyone who who's more geeked about Endgame than I was and has never read a comic book, you are very welcome. This is what we've been dealing with our entire lives. Thank us now. And for everyone who talks about superhero fatigue, go fuck yourself. I'm looking at you, James Cameron. Oh, wow. Inhale a dick. Wow. Keep making the whack-ass Pocahontas in space movies. Through the nostrils. So, Marvel talked about Phase 4. Yes. And Phase 4 is only... The two next two years. years. The next year and a half, if we're being real technical. All that it. content over two years. So they got 12 things coming out in the next year and a half. Um, and you bitches are not ready for this. None of you. So. Y'all don't deserve it. it you know, I'm not going to bore you with all the titles. You should know by now if you if you care about Whatever anything. you're excited about, you know that one. Yeah. Now, what I do want to talk about is Marvel has set in my in my opinion they've set the pace for what it means to be inclusive and have diversity in not only their on-screen but off-screen representation facts we've seen it already we saw that with black panther you know everybody was like oh it's kind of cute that they got a bunch of black people a bunch of africans to do a black movie right. guess what y'all right. that was just the tip of the iceberg you know not only did they allow uh, taika watiti 
to introduce his Polynesian culture into Thor Ragnarok. Facts. They took a Norse legend, a Norse myth, and diversified that diversified shit. the fuck out of it. Shout to Tessa Thompson, who who is now officially um, her character is officially the first um, queen of Asgard by character. Oh, and the first by character. So it's on it's on it's on paper now. She's the first by character in mm, the Marvel mm, Cinematic mm. Universe. Um, as a matter of fact, at the panel. You know, the question to her was, now that you are the king of Asgard, what is your priority? And she said, well, as the king of Asgard, my priority is to find a queen. Hey! Hopefully that queen comes in the shape of Janelle Monet. God damn. We Please. Wait. We will wait and see. Oh. So, um... So not only are they they bringing in characters who are openly on you know various stages of the sexual identity spectrum, if I'm saying that correctly. Facts. Okay, I hope I am. If not, I'm sure I'll be corrected. Oh, they'll they'll tell us. Um, if you look at the Eternals, which is a movie that's being announced for November of next year, the the family of the Eternals, who in the comics are all presumed to be all white. Okay. Um. They have a very, 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 very diverse cast, not only in terms of ethnicity, but abilities as well. So you, you of course, you have you have Brian Tyree Henry, paper boy, paper boy, paper boy, got to get that paper boy, um, with his black ass. That song's still jam. Salma Hayek is on the family. Mm, like good God Almighty, Salma Hayek's still fine. Angelina Jolie is up in that piece. Woo. You know, um, and then. Smith. And I, I apologize, but I forget the young lady's name. But she is a she's a deaf actress, a deaf. Uh, I, I believe she's African American or, or some type of mixed yeah. descent. But she is going to be Marvel's first actually deaf character. Wow. Oh, and and my boy, uh, who I who I like and shit, uh, Kumail Kumail Nanjiani. Is oh yeah, 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 dude, yeah. he is Diesel. Yeah, man. I was like, man, he's serious about this Marvel shit, man. Man, look, when Marvel hands you the bag, hire your trainer that day. Hire your trainer on the muscle that day, man. I I wish I could get, get that Marvel bag just so somebody could just pay me to just to just get Diesel all day. Cause <laughs> just these little just these little two rinky dink ass workouts a day. Is yeah. killing me, Dude. but it's gonna be worth it because you know horrible decisions is about to. They're, 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 I, I have a feeling they're about to announce their tour soon, and uh, I'm not gonna miss. I'm not gonna miss my shot. Hey, hey. shout out to Weezy. I'm not gonna miss my shot. <laughs> but Eternals is also, and I, I don't remember her name offhand, but Eternals is also being directed by an Asian woman. Yes, yes, it is. Um, in fact, they have two. You know, of course, Black Widow's being directed by a woman, I believe, as well. I think so. Yes. Um, Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu, was announced. Getting mad diverse with a primarily Asian cast. And, uh, of course, Asian directors, yes. uh, Simu Liu is uh, Shang-Chi. Right. And now here's where, they, here's, the, here's where they really, here's where they really know what the fuck they're doing. Marvel is going to make a fuck ton of money with this movie. Let me tell you why. The release, date, the release date is February 21st, 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. What's significant about this date? Because normally people would be like, "Oh man, they uh, you know they they that's Black History Month. They release Black Panther during that month." First of all, Black Panther will probably be released in February twenty twenty two. Just 
because I said so. But what's significant second, about also and real quick, second of all, we're not really just dick riding Black History Month, right? Like that, right, y'all? We just we were, we were hyped because Black Panther and Atlanta were dropping. We were rubbing but, that shit in y'all's faces. Yeah, yeah. We're not really we dick being, riding Black Black History Month like we, that. We were just being black as fuck. Um, Every day is Black History Month. But what's significant about the release date of Shang Chi? Yeah. Is that it falls on Chinese New Year? Ooh, ooh! Marvel, y'all some y'all some clever niggas. They know what they're doing, man. Marvel, clever than a motherfucker. They know what they're doing. Ooh! Watch it break all the records. And they don't push back dates. Watch them break all Other the records. Other movies push back on their dates. We might not even be able to get tickets to Shang Chi. Real talk. Because real talk. When when pre-sale comes out for that one. I'm just letting y'all know now. Y'all are going to see tour buses pulling up to the movie theater. I'm taking an Asian woman. I'm just telling y'all now. Taking an Asian woman. You know, my wife is half Korean. Maybe they will show me some favoritism. Um, She's not Chinese. She's half Korean. Okay. Hopefully, they'll be like, hey. Well, we'll see. I'm just just letting y'all know now. So, the the, the, the diversity Shout out to Mrs. Randall, by the way. I'm keeping him out of trouble. Okay. okay. He just well, he just doesn't get in the trouble. I just don't get. In the, <laughs> I just he just don't be where I be. <laughs> hey, I ain't trying to be out there. <laughs> he just don't be where I be. That's all. But you know, they they drop little hints about you know, yeah, of course, you know, we're gonna have some Captain Marvel, we're gonna have some Black Panther, we're gonna have some Guardians right, of the Galaxy. Right, the obvious shit. You know, um, you know, they were like, okay, we didn't even talk about Fantastic Four. <sighs> Oh, yeah. I know everybody lost their shit. We didn't talk about mutants. <sighs> so, you know, y'all y'all be safe out there, man. Thanks for coming out. Oh, and one more thing. One more for your head, Top. And the word blade came up on the screen. Ooh. And I was thinking like, oh, shit. Wesley's about to get his bag now. Nope. Nope. Kevin nope. Feige was like, hey, so um, and I just wanted to introduce to y'all um, the person who will be starring as Blade Two-time Academy Award winner. And I'm thinking, oh, that ain't Wesley Snipes. And then your boy Mahershala Ali. The God. Just struts out the to that God. Bitch, like Vince McMahon. Ooh. With his blade cap. And he was just like, yeah. And you know, you know, you know you got some pull. Because Kevin Feige said, um, actually, Mahershala Ali, two-time Academy Award winner, called me and was like, yeah, man, I need to get down with this. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Kevin was like, hey, if that man says he wants to be Blade, he's going to be Blade. And that's that's what I'm talking about. That's where we want to fucking be. That's where we want to be, right there. Because, like, right now, as of right now, the only people that can really just show up and say, I want, I want to do this, and all of a sudden that project happens, is probably, I'll keep the list at, Number three being The Rock. Yeah. Number two, no, number number three being Samuel L. Jackson. True. Number three being The Rock. <laughs> number two being The Rock. And number one being Will Smith. Probably so. Will yeah. Smith Will Smith snaps his fingers and whatever project he wants to be involved in, all of a sudden that project just starts building around him. Yep. Um y'all and also, on a side note, y'all gotta stop hating on, on Will, because I just saw the trailer for Gemini Man, and that shit looked lit. 
That shit looked lit to the motherfucker. If you think I ain't going to be in the theater watching Will Smith whoop his own ass. <laughs> his younger ass. His younger ass. Like, he going to be whooping his bad boys one Mike Lowry ass. <laughs> I'm going to definitely be in the building for that shit, nigga. Uh, that shit looked lit. And the, they made the trailer look twice as lit because they had because they had Jaden's song yeah. on there. I'm just icon living. Mm-hmm. You know, that, shit, that y'all sleeping on Jaden Smith, by the way, because he got some bangers on that album. Yeah. That being one of them. Yeah, he, and, he got a new one that came out a couple weeks ago. I need to check that one out too. Oh, I gotta check that out. Have you Have you heard Will's little verse on oh, yeah. Icon? Oh yeah, he smoked that shit. He still got it. He still got. He smoked that shit. Um, but yeah, that so yeah that was that that was that was Randall's uh. Marvel Comic Con coverage can't get that anywhere. You, know you can't get that on click the comments. You know, I swear I'm, I'm I swear I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it every week till one of them come on. Every week until one of the click comes on. Um, come on, Danny, just show up, Danny, just so Danny, we can we can get this over with. Danny, come through with the with the thigh meets, bro. <laughs> um, that was us. That was that was, that was me. That was me. Uh, humans ain't shit. I'm gonna jump right into it. Oh, why is that? <sighs> oh, you had to stretch for this one. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Woo! I'm ready. All right. Humans ain't shit this week because um, I've been having some sensitive uh, conversations that have been revolving around economics within the black community. Mm, that's always fun. That's always fun. And by always fun, I mean excruciatingly painful to yes, have. Yes. Because I feel like we're not we're having I feel like we're having kind of the right conversations, but we're only we're only we're not having a fully honest conversation. Correct. Because I got into it with some people online. Um, and yes, for those of you that are asking, and yes, for those of you that saw it, yes, this resulted in some nigga that wants to drive up to Houston and fight me. What? Oh, um, man, that's, man, that's, that happens all the time. Man, fuck, man, fuck him. Eat a dick. Um, uh, it, you know, it, it's happened before. No one showed up. They never do. Gas is too high for that shit. <laughs> And Texas is, you know, Texas is a wide state. Texas is state. a big-ass state. You could drive for a day or two and still never reach your destination. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what out-of-state people do. Uh, anyway, my thing with the whole, I feel like we're not having a fully intellectually honest conversation about economics. And here's why. The good job niggas. Mm. This is a new term. Good job niggas. Good job niggas are those niggas. And all of you know them. Good job niggas are those niggas that pay off a car note, <laughs> that get a brand new marked up house note, or pay off like a credit card bill, and all of a sudden they want to start, they want to start preaching the gospel of financial responsibility, mm. like they didn't just barely get up out of this water, mm. that they've been, you nigga, you've been paying, you've been paying off them student loans for 15 years. Wow. Get the fuck out of here. But they always want. But they always want to. And again, it's the it's the new bougie black shit. Remember what we talked about on this show when we first started this show is bougie black shit. People, things that white people have been onto for years, that black people just discover, and they th- they think they're bringing fire to the people, 
and they they got shit they want to stunt on. Mm-hmm. Financial responsibility is the new bougie black shit. Uh, here's why. Uh, and this also comes with a lesson. If you're talking to somebody that's trying to talk to you about financial responsibility and building quote unquote generational wealth, and they don't want to talk to you about the root causes that that for why that has not been possible in the past, and the things that prevent generational wealth and keeping wealth within the black community outside factors, aka white supremacy, aka income inequality, stop talking to those people. Stop having the conversation with those people because they're not having the full conversation. They're not giving you the whole story and they're not being intellectually honest. I am not against people learning more about how to save money, about how to build something for their kids to leave behind. But we can't be intellectually dishonest and pretend that there are that there aren't factors out there that are that are keeping us that have that have historically kept us from building this kind of wealth and leaving things like like ownership and land behind for future generations. I mean that's we that's like that's like having a conversation about being black in America and completely ignoring the history of white supremacy including slavery. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's because the people, these good job niggas, always want to talk down to you about how lazy you're being or how how ignorant you are of economics. Guess what? Nobody wakes up, nobody poor wakes up in the morning wanting to continue to be poor. But guess what? There is a huge gap of wealth between 1% of the population owning owning all of the wealth and the rest of us owning almost none of it. And... That's for black and white people. So it's so it's twice that for black people. And we have to be able to have that conversation. We have to be able to analyze the root causes. You can't talk about a thing without talking about the reason the thing exists. We can't have honest conversations about how to build wealth in the black community without having conversations about the reason it's not there to begin with. Mm-hmm. And they never want to have that conversation. They never want to have that conversation, ever. Because for once, that makes them not the smartest per- person in the fucking room. Bernie Sanders has been trying to tell us this shit for years. Years. His entire career, he is dedicated to trying to tell us that the system is fucking rigged and you got niggas that are trying to pretend like that's not a thing. Are you fucking kidding me? Y'all. All I'm saying is, I'm not telling you not to teach people how to save money. I'm not telling you how to not to teach people about their 401ks, all that shit. Have the whole conversation. Because guess what? No matter how much wealth you build, no matter how much land you acquire, you can't talk about why black people don't own land without talking about gentrification. You can't. Look at Third Ward. If if I may interject for do just, it, for do just it. a quick moment, and I, I promise I won't be long. I promise I won't be long. Get them, cook. Um, I, I worked in the financial services sector for, for about 15 years, and I worked in almost every aspect of banking and um, being a financial advisor, small business, banker, business lender, private bank, all that good shit. So I've seen, I've seen and worked with people on every level of wealth, 
and and financial savvy, if you will. And one thing that we have to be very honest about, and, and I always have to consider the source. If someone is preaching to me about about generational wealth, and they're hosting a workshop in a um, you know in a Starbucks or in a community center, and they're charging people you know fifty dollars a head to talk about what they should be doing, then I'm probably not really going to take them at their word. Uh, the people that have given me the greatest examples of generational wealth are the people who are living through that example. The people who understand, and most people who have been exercising that, that whole concept of generational wealth and wealth building understand that you can't just point at someone and say, you should be doing this too. You should be, you know, doing this and that. Yes, a lot of people out here, most of us, you know, if if not most of us, have spending habits that we wish we could, you know, curtail a bit uh, and more in favor of putting the money towards more viable things. I mean, that's that's everybody, though. But for you to simply point at someone and say you're poor because it's your choice to be poor because you're ignorant or, you know, you should be focused on generational wealth instead of whatever the fuck you focused on is very short-sighted. Because like you said... If you're going to have that conversation, you also have to throw in a cautionary tale of what can happen once you start uh, doing that to yourself, especially as a as a person of color. We've seen examples, like you said, with Black Wall Street, where black people built an entire ecosystem, a thriving ecosystem uh, of economic empowerment, and it was literally burned down. And it was torn to the fucking ground. Um, you know, many, many of... The people in our grandparents' generation who initially came to Third Ward, for example, many of whom were coming home after World War One or World War Two, and were owning property for the first time in their lives, probably never dreamed that 30 or 40 years down the line that someone would come in. And I, I say someone because this is a faceless force. Someone would come in and gentrify the neighborhood in a way well, first of all, they depressed the neighborhood, starve it of resources, right? Um, to bring down the property values and to um, coerce people to leave, and then they gentrify it so that the the prices and the taxes skyrocket and make it unaffordable, especially for older retired generations who are now living on fixed incomes. So right. this is not a case of black people being ignorant and not knowing how to manage their own property and their own wealth. These are people who are literally the most, the most, the most susceptible people are being intentionally priced out of their homes and forced to move so that other people could come in and gentrify it and, and take that property that has now been revalued. So when you talk to people about what they should be doing, you also need to talk to them about what they need to be doing to protect themselves in the eventuality that the same thing happens again. Talk to them about specific laws that have been put in place that prevent them because of their ethnicity or their status in life that prevent them from being able to do certain things or laws that unjustifiably favor those who are already wealthy. You need to talk about all of that instead of telling motherfuckers to put away 10% and to pay off your credit cards. Because guess what? White people don't... Oh, let me throw this in for myself. Sorry. 
white people don't want you to vote, what the fuck makes you think that they want you to own? And that they're not gonna do everything in their power to keep you from doing so. And and we and, and and if I'm keeping it a buck, we have we have helped promote this because mm-hmm. generationally speaking, the generation uh, we're we're coming out of the generation where with that concept that the ghetto is something or the hood is something to leave or something to leave behind or something to abandon, and we're entering a generation. You can see that. It, it, as reflected in hip hop with niggas like Nipsey, mm-hmm. that now the hood is something instead of to leave to improve. Correct. Because we've seen what happens when we leave the hood. Yep. When we when when the people of means leave the hood, mm-hmm. white people show up. Yep. Buy buy that shit for cheap, price that shit for high, and then run everybody that's left the fuck out of there. Because they can't, because they can't afford to shop there. They can't afford to pay utilities there. They tear out the sidewalks and put in a rail so that people can no longer walk. Simply walk. People can't afford to commute there. Yes. And so, and so we have to look at the historical reasons that these things aren't possible, so we don't repeat those mistakes. Right. So. When you talk to people about, so when people talk to you about generational wealth, and I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about these things, but just be mindful of who you're talking to. Know your audience. Because if you start talking to me about generational wealth with the job I work during the day, I'm going to look at you and go, nigga, you got generational wealth money? I think the fuck not. Because so if you're not trying to give me a small business loan, but then they're going to tell you, well, you know, that's your decision. No, it ain't it's my your... fucking decision. And they, they they do tell you that. You're right. No, no, you're right. They tell you that. Oh, well, that's your choice to live like that. No, the fucking ain't. Nobody wakes up in the morning wanting to continue to be poor. The whole point of being poor is that you don't have that seed money because that seed money has to go to something eventually. You don't have the resources to be able to save it because you ha- it has to go to something you need to live. But you can afford to buy Jordans. I ain't had no. I ain't never owned a pair of Jordans. Never will own a pair of Jordans. And guess what? I wear a size 19 shoe, so all my shit is mad expensive. So suck my dick. So you know, guys, before y'all just start passing judgment on people. Just understand, everybody's not going to be rich. The, the The system is designed so that not everyone can be this rich. This shit is rigged. And so anything we're doing, anything we're doing to build that wealth, to build our empire or whatever, is a cheat code. Flat out. That's all I'm just saying. Context is important. Know who you're talking to and understand that you are not helping your community by talking down to them. And right off the bat, they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself, and you're going to wonder why. Because people don't don't like being told what they need to do. Mm. They like they like people that have been through what they're what they're going through and are honest about that, and not people that are coming off the fucking mountain, off the fucking mountaintop, off of Mount Olympus to tell them what's what. Mm. You've been there, so act like it. My my parents are the first generation, probably on either side of my family to have the ability to um, leave behind some type of estate. Uh, I mean, my grandparents literally came from, you know, the 
the tradition of sharecropping and tenant farming. So they didn't have the options at, at the time to to own and or pass things down. And it was, you know, thank goodness my parents had the benefit of, of being able to work at jobs for their entire lives and to build, you know, whatever wealth they have. And, and you know, we've done estate planning and there are certain things that they will be able to leave behind. Right. And then my sister and I and our generation, we will be able to build upon that right. and, and, and move that on as well. So it, it happens, y'all. I mean, we're, on average, African-Americans are about four generations behind their white counterparts in terms of where they are on the generational wealth cycle. Right. And a lot of that is due to, I mean, I mean, that's all due to slavery, then Jim Crow, and then, you know, civil rights. And, and other things that, that lead up to today. I mean, it's it's been a long fight to get even where we are today. So shut the fuck up and get off people's dicks about where they are in life. Not everybody's going to be rich, you piece of shit, stupid, dumb, ignorant, condescending fuck. And if you got it, build it. If you got it, you build it. Stop looking for somebody else to do some shit that you that you should be doing. Somebody wanted to fight you talking about generational wealth. Somebody wanted to fight me talking about generational wealth. No, because because somebody said that I was the reason that we don't rise, man. And then I told I told her to inhale a dick. You can also leave these hands in your will as well. <laughs> oh man, uh, song of the week. Uh, we've been away for a minute. I, man, I'm feeling hip hop, man. I'm feeling real hip hop. Let's get in some schoolboy Q, man. Oh shit! I happen to be wearing like a schoolboy Q type hat. Real talk to hide my terrible fade. <laughs> so, uh, the song of the week. I want it, man. It, it, this is mad smooth. So I really want to just smooth out to some shit. Um, something you can you can get a little summer spritzer drink to. Uh, pour yourself something. Uh, this is schoolboy Q featuring Janae Iko. Song is called Fantasy. All right. So, uh, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We back, baby. We back. It's about to be a. It's about to be a. Uh, we about to give you some content, cause you know we missed some shit. So we're gonna be catching up. We're gonna give you some new shit. Mm. So sit back, get comfortable. It's that time, man. You are experiencing opinions while black. Let's go. <laughs> We can have a rendezvous, but on your crip legs, dinner for two, huh? I know you used to niggas running game, but I ain't playing games. Trying to introduce you to my last name. Let's get acquainted, let me be your fiend, you be my nicotine, huh? I'm about to take a hit. Shit, damn. Start a fan, take you to the crib, show you how I live. Need you by my side, you could be my rib. Your friend's messy, baby. I could be your bed, huh? A fool for your love. My pretty angel came from above, huh? My little ghetto dove, fold me down and I could take a sub.
The way a gangster got you smiling took you by surprise huh. Got me smiling too No way the girl, you are the menu My number one fan, you are the venue Fuck show money, rather you my revenue huh. Smoke a blunt or two Days at the stars, keep us hypnotized Reach for the sky I can take you to the top, I hope you do comply Only place for you to be Glad you chose the G I could beat your dreams and fulfill your fantasy You the nigga You the nigga Girl, go get up I'm that bitch, so you better come get up You the nigga You the nigga Girl, go get up I'm that bitch, so you better come get up Schoolboy Q featuring Janae Iko, Fantasy. Smooth little joint. It's a nice little joint, man. Man, Janae Iko, stay on a feature. She that's, that's kind of what she does, man. Ever since uh, you know, eating the booty like groceries. <laughs> she's she's been on a run. <laughs> she's been on a run. Oh man. How uh, young was she when she said that? Man, I, I right? want to know. How old is Janae Iko? I don't know. She's, she's, she's cute though. She gotta be like mid twenties. Something like that. Um, speaking of, well, re- related to Janae Aiko, did you hear the new uh, Big Sean joint? I have. He actually had two. He had one that came out last week, but the new one, I know which one you're talking about, Single Again. Single Again. Y'all, Big Sean is out here promoting taking, holding yourself accountable in relationships. <laughs> 
This nigga have been this nigga been through quite a few public relationships, and now he is doing a song about holding yourself accountable and reflecting on self. Yeah, you know, I, I saw you know I've seen a couple little photos where he got a little he got a little weight in his shoulders now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he know, in the gym. He's still short, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you can't fix that. Um. Yeah, man. It, 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 and, and if you couldn't hear it, the little Carl Thomas sample. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yo! I'm really getting up there. I'm really getting up there in age, and I'm hearing the samples being used. Mm-hmm. And it was just yesterday, nigga. Carl Thomas, that emotional, that emotional album was a fucking classic for me in high yep. school. Yep. Man, I remember. And this is real quick. I don't want to get all off into this, but I do remember. I think this was when we were doing like a Black History Month. Uh, it was like a Black History Month uh, like presentation or something. And the African American Association, man, you went to a white school if you had to have an African American Association. Shout out to Bel Air. Shout out to Lamar High School also. <laughs> definitely went to Bel Air. Yeah. I was definitely a Bel Air student. Um, we had that at Lamar also. I honestly only signed up for the for AAA because my crush in high school, Jessica Freeman, asked me to. <laughs> Jessica Freeman was mad fine, bro. Oh, God. Where She's still she? fine to this day. Um, Is she married? I don't know. I don't know. She she stopped doing social media. Mm. She's married. She's probably married. Uh, I, would, I would be shocked if she weren't. But I just remember one time my brother, Gerard. Shout out to Gerard and Exotic Pop. Um, he put on some he put on some shit while we were audition while we were practicing, and he put on Summer Rain. Mm. When I tell you everybody and their mama knew the words, we was just back we was just backstage singing the whole emotional album. <laughs> that shit was a classic, bro. Shout out to Radio Galaxy, who is currently working on some stuff for Carl Thomas. What? Oh shit! <laughs> Radio Galaxy. Still in the building. God damn, I love Radio Galaxy. Shout to, shout to King Midas. Uh, yeah. Shout to DJ Cosmos. Shout to Space Bunny Jefferson. And shout out to, I love his name. No catchphrase. Oh man, I am still jamming. Uh, what is it? Uh, nobody digs your music but mm. yourself. Shout out to the secret fifth member who will not be named on the air. Oh shit. Oh shit! It's not me, by the way. Okay, it's okay, it's not me. <laughs> um, have you also heard? As long as we're talking about new music, have you also heard "Brown Skin Girl" by Beyonce? Beyonce and um, featuring Blue, uh, Blue Ivy, Ivy and, and Saint John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saint John showing up on some Saint shit, man. John, like man, Saint look, John jamming. Let me just say first and foremost. Okay, I've said this before, y'all. I was not always the biggest Beyonce fan. Before y'all come at me, let me finish. I was not always the biggest Beyonce fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is only in recent years that I have come to appreciate, um, you know, where she is in terms of her musicality. It was so refreshing to listen to this Lion King soundtrack and to hear all the Afro beats and to hear, you know, the 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 Afro influence in the music. 
itself but but you know with it being more contemporary as well right, right. like i thought that shit knocked for the I, most part that shit went that shit goes man I, I i i was jamming that shit this morning for real and i like that beyonce is fully aware of her cultural impact yes now. and she's fully aware of how black she is and she really wanted to address colorism and she wanted to address using her her privilege we'll call it this light skin privilege as her light skin privilege mm-hmm. i don't now i i never thought beyonce was that light skin but according to certain standards mm-hmm. of beauty yes that are upheld in america she could be considered that and also the way she's very historically had a um had very eurocentric hairstyles um she's fully aware of this and she's mm-hmm. using her privilege in those circles to um, promote beauty among all spectrums of black women. She shout out, Lu- didn't she shout Lupita? Oh yes, of course she did. Got to. I mean, you almost you got to. And I know that because Lupita was on her Instagram like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She should have been. I get it. I get it too. I mean, you got Lupita geeking like that. I'd be wanting to shout Lupita just off of the strength. Shout out to Lupita. I'll do. I'll do all them push ups. <laughs> I don't even. Man, you would I, still be getting. You'd be like making appointments where you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna fall through." <laughs> so you can make me do a push up. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck, uh, fuck, uh, uh, Adonis Creed out here, man. I'll do all the push ups. <laughs> it's easy for him. He do them every day. You be so diesel now, man, Bruh! Bruh. You just have a reminder set like text Lupita, make me do a push-up. Make me do a push-up. Make me do more push-ups. It's all good. Please, I just want to FaceTime you so you can tell me to do a push-up, please. Real talk. You know, I just got into this FaceTime shit. I just, I hate talking on the phone. Yeah. I hate video calls. But I yeah. just got into this shit. Y'all, if y'all go, if y'all, ladies, if y'all gonna make niggas do this FaceTime shit, whoever you are, friend, girlfriend, whatever. Get a stronger phone. Mm. I can't. I can't watch y'all do these Facetime shits with an iPhone. Wait, wait. With the twenty minute battery. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shit. I, or get a power bank, my nigga. Like something. I very rarely. I re- I rarely Facetime now. Like when we when we were recording the the curly nerd stuff. You know, we we use Facetime. Right. Um. And sometimes I use Facetime. You know, for like little quick group chats. I just don't like. My Any group, form of talking on the phone. I don't. I don't. I don't. My group does group chats all the time, and I hate that shit because they always catch me when my battery is low. So I got now. I got to find my fucking power bank. I hate this shit. Um, you know, and, and shout out to my crew. It's always the women that want to start a fucking FaceTime. It's always the women in my group that want to start a FaceTime. Ask me where my battery is. Just keep typing. You don't have to do all that. Like, I am. I talk on the phone long enough to find out where we're going to meet up and talk in person. Amanda, Cooper, all of them. I don't want to watch y'all at work, man. Um, oh, they do that at work? Come on, man. I don't want to watch y'all at work. Sitting at the desk looking bored. Right. So what you doing? Nigga, I'm working. <laughs> Nigga, I was on my off day. I'm working to pay for my fucking phone bill. Get the fuck out of here. And when, I, and when I'm commuting home, I don't want to do that shit. Mm. Especially then. As a matter of fact, do not FaceTime me unless there are titties involved. 
if you're sitting at home and you have your titties out, feel free to FaceTime me. Other than that, text me. Text me or just send me the picture, whatever. Okay, whatever you they, want. They can text you titties as well. You can text titties. It's true. Um, but anyway. with saying that, Damien's official stance on that is don't send nudes. Don't send nudes. They, they will They his, will come against you. Someday. His stance is don't send nudes. My stance is send all the nudes. Uh, what else is going on? Nicole Murphy. <laughs> Nicole Murphy had a hell of a time. Oh, Don't you wish you were family friends with Nicole don't Murphy? You, man, I wish Nicole Murphy was my family friend. So, Nicole Murphy got caught up. This has been a point of contention all week. Uh, Nicole Murphy got caught up kissing on family friend Antoine <laughs> Fuqua director of uh, Training Day my nigga and one of them King Arthur's yeah um <laughs> one of them one of them <laughs> uh and got it, you know Antoine Fuqua is married quite married very married with multiple very children very married by multiple people by multiple people yeah. right this uh this regal whiskey um, with vanilla flavor, a certain regal whiskey, a certain with regal flavor. whiskey with a crown <laughs> on top of it. It's a uh, ooh shit, that was strong. It's making it happen. Um, that was a kind of a heavy. Point. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna be fun. Nope. Right. So um, uh, they got caught up. They got caught up kissing somewhere, greeting they, each other, sir, greeting each other. Because according to Cole Murphy, they ran into each other with their mouths. Yeah, y'all ran into each other naked. Y'all ran into each other <laughs> naked and repeatedly. That's what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You know what made it worse? The explanation. Because now we know that not only do celebrities cheat like everybody else, celebrities suck at lying like everyone else. And here's what made it more fucked up. That Antoine Fuqua is married to Leela Rashawn of... Uh, well, for me, it was for me growing up. It was waiting to exhale fame. No, it was no, no, no. Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights for me. It was Harlem Nights and then Boomerang she and then was, waiting, yeah. waiting to exhale. Um, but here's the here's the fucked up part is that some people are defending this shit because Leela Rashawn it is has has gained a little weight. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. She has an autoimmune disease. She has an autoimmune disease, y'all. She has lupus, and I think maybe she has like a thyroid thing. Something. But she's gained considerable weight. She's gained weight because of that. And like, I don't understand how niggas go from black men don't cheat (laughs) to... To I mean... To black men don't cheat, but you gotta understand. Yeah. (laughs) What? What? How the fuck did we get there? Black men don't cheat, but man, it's it's Nicole Murphy. <laughs> I mean, let's you know. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Don't not, don't do that. I'm not gonna I, do that's that. That's why I'm here for it. Don't do that. I'm not gonna do that, man. I right, let me tell you something. I mean, she's fine, y'all. But yes. Nah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm, I'm gonna stop. Nicole Murphy's fine. I would have a talk with my partner. I'm not married, so yes, I would have a talk with my partner. Because you can do that now. I had a chick. There was a chick that I used to talk to that she she answered one of these weird survey questions. And she was like, I don't cheat. That's a conversation I can have with my partner. I'm sexually interested in this person. And I'm thinking about exploring that. 
That's a hell of a relationship. That is uh, very interesting. That's very interesting, but that is also the time we live in. Yes. But people really on this whole, I'm, I'm uh, like, oh well, sh- well, you should just you should just keep up your weight, you should just keep up your 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 looks while you're in a relationship. Let me don't none of y'all do that. I'm 35. Let me tell you something. None of y'all do it. None. None of you. None of you do it. None. Everybody talks that shit in their twenties. There is there is weight you. No matter how much you work out, there is weight you gain. Yep. Just off of being in your thirties. I am a perfect example of that. There are people that look. I mean, that don't get me wrong. Look great. But there's weight you gain just off of any old bullshit yep. because your body is changing all the time. Yep. As you get older, add in an autoimmune disease. Mm. Yeah, you're. Yeah, that's some shit. So I I think that's whack. And I'm gonna tell you what else I think is whack. I think it's whack that Nicole Murphy is getting all this heat because you know DeBrat and Lisa Ray came out and was like, well, Nicole Murphy cheated on Lisa Ray's husband. <laughs> N- Nicole Murphy cheated with uh, Lisa Ray's husband cheated with Nicole Murphy. Excuse me. And here's my thing about that, y'all. And now she, now we're developing a pattern. Is Lisa Ray the, still married to him? Probably. I think so. This ain't the first person he's cheating with, though. It's not. That nigga cheated with Roxy. Mm. I mean, at least he's at least he's got the good sense to cheat up now. Mm. At least. <sighs> no, I mean some shade to Roxanne, yeah. but um, like. And, and and what kills me is that everybody's on Nicole Murphy for cheat for for sleeping with married men, but nobody's on the married men yes. who are the ones doing the cheating. What the fuck? Antoine Fuqua has also been rumored to have this oh this sired the, the children outside of his I was marriage. Say, as well. This is the first time he's dipped his pen to the community inkwell. <laughs> Fuck y'all! Like Nicole Murphy's out here having the hot girl summer that y'all talking about having. She doing the city girl shit y'all talking about doing, and now y'all are lambasting her for doing it. What the fuck? That, y'all gotta get y'all shit together. Man, I, don't, I mean, I, I hate because the niggas gonna fall, gonna gonna fall all in my all, all in my my mentions. Talking about I'm I'm dick eating for the feminists or whatever, man. Fuck y'all. That shit is wrong. I bet if Antoine Fuqua was someone that y'all found attractive, y'all y'all wouldn't wouldn't have shit to say. Would have a damn thing to say about either side. Wouldn't have shit to say, guaranteed. Y'all, man, y'all dumb. I, that, let's see. We talk, <laughs> man. I don't even want to talk about it, man. And then here's the other thing. It does not matter that Lila Rashawn got big. It doesn't. It does not. You know why? I'm tell you why. Halle Berry got cheated on, and Halle Berry has looked like Halle Berry her entire fucking career. One might argue, even finer. Even finer? God damn. Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter, your god, got cheated on. Got cheated on by a nigga that looks like Jay-Z. I'm just saying, <laughs> got cheated on. 
It, you know, it, it, didn't didn't Sean cheat on Janae Iko in during their shit? Supposedly. Nigga, it don't matter. It don't fucking matter. I'll even I'll even go ratchet with you. Stevie J cheated on Mimi, and Mimi looked good as shit. Mimi Mimi in her forties looking good. God damn, she and I mean you know it's worth it. She paid every she she paid every penny for it. But look. It doesn't matter. Somebody that is inclined to cheat is going to cheat no matter what the fuck you look like. No matter what the fuck you look like. Yeah, if they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. That's it. Probably so did. y'all can get off Lila Rashawn's dick. I, man, Lila Rashawn ought to tell all y'all to eat a dick. She should. Um, but, you know, that's just me. That's why I'm not famous. Uh, let's see. We talked about the Marvel rollout. We talked about the new music. Mm. Uh oh, uh, did you see Joe Budden and Crystal going at it? I, I did come across that. Uh, yeah. Okay, that so weird. we have to talk about this because we did because we definitely discussed this on episode fifty. So we have to follow this up. Uh, Crystal was one of the people that really got the the ASAP Rocky conversation going as far as the shit he said some years ago, um, uh, relating to um. Uh, uh, black, black, young black people in the justice system, mm-hmm. and really got this whole "we shouldn't feel sorry for ASAP Rocky" bullshit going. And Joe Budden had some words on his show about it that I'm gonna say it line up with some of the shit we said here. Um, now maybe it was his his approach to airing Crystal out for being one of the people that was at the forefront of this. But they went at it on Twitter, and you just can't fuck with Crystal on Twitter because the Reed Hive mm-hmm. is deep. It's deep, man. And they will drag you. I don't fuck with them like that. They talk so bad about Joe Budden. I love the Reed. So I'm I love the Reed. Shout out to Kid, Kid Fury. Shout out to Crystal. They definitely made... Uh, they definitely opened a lot of doors for black podcasting. Including the Joe Budden podcast, including which, which Crystal... Including the Joe Budden podcast. Which Crystal definitely reminded him of. Um, so I, I, I go lightly when I, when I say this. I am sick of this shit where... Because Joe Budden ultimately said something very reasonable that we didn't get to have a discussion about because it got caught up in the hype of him and Crystal going at it. But Joe Budden was reasonable in what he said. It is possible to hold the mindset that what ASAP Rocky said about black people in the justice system and how he couldn't relate to it, that was stupid. What he said, and I'll say it again because I said it last time on this on this program, was stupid. Him saying something stupid doesn't have any bearing on my sense of right and wrong. Him saying something stupid doesn't make what's happening to him in Sweden, if his human rights are being violated, it does not make that any less wrong. We have to be able to hold multiple conversations. We can hold that conversation and not... And, and if you want to cancel him, cancel him. But still keep up, keep it a buck that what hap- that what's happening to him is wrong, and that there's anti-blackness all over this world, outside of America. And anti-blackness is or could be very well happening to him. 
and be able to hold a conversation about that because next thing you know the white people are going to be able to come for whoever says something that we don't like and one by one we'll just be canceling each other and forgetting about each other until we and and until we're all back to square one so i don't like this notion of how we of how we select who we come for and who we don't because Joe Button didn't say anything wrong. But we don't get to have a conversation about that because everybody was so caught up in trying to cancel someone. You know, um, you know, you can speak on the irony of the situation. You can speak to possible karma in the situation. Um, but the other thing that people have to understand is there are different laws in different places. Yeah. Uh, but realize, and keep in mind also, that everywhere we go, we can be affected by varying degrees of anti-blackness. And, and sometimes people within cultures that you think are homogenous cultures, like uh, let's say the India, for example, they have a huge thing with colorism and anti-blackness, maybe worse than we have it. Just know that, you know, there are people who are persecuted simply because they have a higher content of melanin than other people. It it that's that's reasonable to 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 understand, even just on this show. Remember when re, remember when we talked about this, mm-hmm. and Euphonic and Ariel. Shout out to Euphonic and Ariel. Man. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, through. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we had a great time with y'all. We got we're definitely gonna have y'all back at various points within the life of the show. Well down the line. Well down the line <laughs> for Euphonic especially. <laughs> um. And shout out and, and you know shout out to Ariel too. Um, some of y'all complained that her mic that her mic was a little loud. That's just Ariel. That's it. Yeah. That's just Ariel. You can't engineer. I was trying. Ariel. I was trying. <laughs> um, but even Euphonic and Ariel were talking about how like they were surprised. They were like Sweden. Sweden gets people the fuck out of there like that. Oh, especially Sweden. Especially Sweden. <laughs> Especially this anti-blackness all over the fucking world. Turn that shit. Oh, I was like, what is that? No, that's me. Sweden, Switzerland. I mean, they. It's it's all throughout Europe actually. Like it's 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 like that. Just remember, Europe is still closer to the source of racism than we are. Dead ass. They started this gangster shit. Dead ass. So you know that's where they make white people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In Uh, case in case they don't remind you often (laughs) enough. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to speak on that real quick. Um, speaking of uh, things that we just got through talking about on episode fifty, uh, I have to kind of eat my words because I had a whole rollout what? about how Eddie Murphy was never going to return to stand up, and right the very next week, he gave uh, you seventy million reasons why he will. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga. So. First, I got all excited because one of my favorite shows is Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Um, I want to be at that level of content creating. I wonder what that where... show is about. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be at that level of content creating where Jerry Jerry just Jerry Seinfeld does that shit because he is bored. Yeah, he likes cars. He's just bored and rich, <laughs> right? He's just bored. He like he just likes cars. He likes getting coffee. And so he just wanted to do this with some people that he fucks with. And so this, the new content, the new season, 
which also Jamie Foxx had a good episode. Um, uh, Eddie Murphy. The Eddie Murphy episode happened. The Eddie Murphy episode was low-key. That was some funny shit. Mm. And it wasn't, he was, it wasn't just a stand-up off. You can tell that Eddie Murphy is one of these niggas that studies the science of comedy. Yes. Much like Jerry Seinfeld. You can tell that they are both connoisseurs of what's funny and why it's funny. Yep. Um, but he alluded to he would like to that he's definitely he definitely wants to come back to stand up and he just wants the timing to be right. Which was him kind of putting his toe in the water, taking everybody's temperature. And then that same week it breaks that he he was inking a deal for seventy million with Netflix to do a stand up special, nigga. And I'm excited as fuck about this because as far as I'm concerned, growing up, Eddie Murphy was like the Optimus Prime of comedy. Yeah. And we're running a little over time for me to talk about who this, cares? but but yeah, give a, who gives a fuck? I got the passwords. <laughs> um, but. For me, Eddie Murphy is like he's the man. Like he's like the Bruce Lee of comedy. Like it's an art form for him. And it's an art form that almost comes natural to him, like an extension of his just body. You know what I'm saying? Like like the fucking uh one of my favorite Eddie jokes is him talking about Brooke Shields and Michael Jackson taking Brooke Shields to the Grammys. Yeah. I love the timing of that shit. He's like He's like, do you realize how much people fuck with Michael? That he could take Brooke Shields to Brooke the Grammys. Shields, and he was like, you see, you they wouldn't have let they wouldn't have let Eddie take Brooke Shields to the Grammys. Nope, because they know Brooke would have got fucked that night. <laughs> that is one of my favorite jokes of all time, and so just the timing of it and everything was just brilliant to me. And so this man, who so many people have come after. Coming out of retirement? The God. The God. Do you realize how many people have 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 descended and been and really come up off of being inspired by Eddie? Martin Lawrence. I'ma stop you there. Everybody. Everybody. Every fucking body that you fuck with right now in comedy. White, black, male, female, or other. Are coming up out of the shadow of Eddie Murphy, bro. Also, Eddie looks fantastic. Eddie is 58 years old. Being rich does that to you. And looks incredible. My, my dad said that same shit. <laughs> the, nigga ain't got nothing, the nigga ain't got nothing but time to look good. <laughs> that nigga Richie ain't doing shit. He ain't doing shit. And, have you, and then for Eddie to have stayed out of the spotlight yeah. as much as he has. Eddie, you know, Eddie don't really have no controversies. He don't have no wild tweets. Mm-mm. And 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 now and I heard niggas niggas. First of all, what about Monique? Twitter got to chill the fuck out. <laughs> That's Yo, a category. Man, what about Monique? Twitter is ridiculous. Isn't there like y'all not oh, gonna compare Monique to Eddie Murphy? Y'all. Oh well, Delirious and Raw don't age well. Guess what, nigga? Everything ain't supposed to fucking age well. Nothing that Monique has done has aged hey, well either. Nigga, you you do try to tell me that Precious aged well? Suck my dick. I'm going to tell y'all this. <laughs> Every comedian that you know pays homage to Eddie Murphy. Real talk, including Monique. How many people pay homage to Monique? Name that, them. And that's not a shout. That's not a shot at her, by the way. But that's name them. But name them. 
Name them. I'll wait. We'll wait. That's enough time. That's, that's what I thought. Um, all I'm saying is this nigga coming back for $70 million, I think that's $70 million well spent. I think they got a deal on Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I was watching Chris Rock stand up before I left, and they got him for $50 million. And for that tambourine joint? Nigga, yeah. that was fifty million well spent. Yeah, and for Dave, they got uh, somewhere in that, somewhere in that range, somewhere in that range. So you know, if they paid them they that, got three joints out of him. Yeah, if they paid them that. You know, they got to give Eddie Murphy a bag. And Eddie doing Dolomite on Netflix. Rat soup eating motherfucker. Eddie, man, Eddie ain't playing with you niggas. Eddie ain't playing with you niggas even a little bit. Hey, man, who got you know what? Who got to bring Eddie Murphy out? It's got to be either Rock or Chappelle. It's got, it's got to be somebody of that caliber, like, or like, Jerry Seinfeld. Like, it's got to be someone, or like Obama or somebody like that. Like, somebody somebody just like, oh, of course. I think, you know what? I think Kevin Hart got to bring him out. Kevin Hart is the biggest selling comedian right now. That's true. He is. He's, he's I, keep, a, I keep forgetting that because I don't find him funny. Kevin Hart is the biggest selling comedian there is right now. In existence, so how did y'all let that happen? How did we let that happen? I, I well, I know I fuck with Kevin Hart. I can, I fuck with him. Um, him or like Chappelle, and then yeah. they wouldn't even they, man. He, they wouldn't even need a piece of the seventy mil. They do it off the strength. They would probably they would probably call him and ask him if they could do it. Like, please let me bring you out, sir. Bruh, do you know? Do you know how life altering? And these are already people who have had their lives altered that are. Filthy, disgusting, rich. What do they do with New Kings of Comedy? Nah, I don't know. With Eddie Chappelle, Rock. And I don't Kevin know if Hart. all the people fuck with each other like that though. I'm just saying, if they really wanted to just completely and make that money, if they wanted to just straight up charge like five thousand a head, I'd go to that shit. I'd, I'd go to that shit. I'd, I'd, I'd sneak <laughs> in. Uh, I'd get it in. I mean, I, I wouldn't be paying the five thousand. I'd find a way in. But I want to I want to wrap it up with a talk of yeah, one yeah. of one of Eddie Murphy's greatest accomplishments ever. Do it, and that was uh, smashing Mel C. Oh, Mel Mel B. My Mel bad, B. Mel B. Mel B. Because she's still fine too. Because she, she definitely still fine. Man, uh, look the, look the Smashables are out lately. Did you see Puffy is fucking Lori Harvey? He's not gonna get an air horn for me on that. <laughs> <laughs> no air horns. No air horns. Oh man, they all just they all, they all poor Justin bad about that man because you know, they the same age, dog. If you know, <laughs> it's within his rights. Of course, it's within his rights. Look, if you got to come up from Cassie, it's she's twenty two. <laughs> Is all that I'm saying. And it's possible that his son has already smashed her. <laughs> That's the rumor. I don't know what it would be like to be Eskimo brothers with my father. <laughs> but we're also talking about rich people's rules. Rich people live in a different place. And based on the way that he treated Cassie... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just not going to give him an air horn for this. That's all I'm going to say. That is the name of this podcast, Eskimo Brothers with my father. <laughs> I, need to, I need to write that one down because I always forget the titles. <laughs> I was trying to title to it. 
Eskimo Brothers with my father. That's the name of this podcast. Ooh, that's my new uh, autobiography. <laughs> Eat your heart out, my Angelou. God damn it. Oh, man. Every time, dog. We... <laughs> right before we have to go to break. Man, we go... We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. With more opinions while black, you are currently experiencing opinions while black sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am feeling pretty good. The King's Whiskey is definitely the King's whiskey. doing its job. <laughs> I will give you that. Oh, man. It is time for uh, everybody's favorite segment, White People Must Be Stopped. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of segments we haven't done in a while, I, I'm just I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to bring back the, thirst, the, the, um, the DM Thirst segment. Oh. Well, somebody sent me some good ones. And where are some good ones we didn't get to? Because we were so fucked up on the 50th episode <laughs> that I wanted to read. But we're going to, we're you know what, next week we're going to do the Thirst Trap episode. Okay. Um, but just putting that out there. So white people must be stopped. Uh, this comes to us from our one of our favorite listeners, uh, our white people must be stopped correspondent, who also, thank you for him and Niella Catering for coming through on the 50th episode, um, Mr. Ibisol Fallon. Uh Thank you. God bless you for the for the for the lovely treats. We love you. Um, honestly, we could just if even if we want to just go off the headline on this one. Quote: I would say it again. End quote. Woman says she was forced to use n word during restaurant confrontation. I'm familiar with this one. I'm familiar with this one. This is courtesy of OK Player. I have an unpopular take on this, but go. The incident took place at a North Hills restaurant in Raleigh, North Carolina. Another one of those places where white people are like the cash crop. Uh, A white woman has defended using the N-word during a confrontation with two black women at a restaurant in Raleigh, North Carolina. A report from WRAL... Dot com. The woman. The incident came about when the woman named Nancy Goodman, that's a white ass name, mm-hmm. complained to Chanda Stewart and Lakeisha Shaw, two black ass names, that they were being too loud at their table at Bonefish Grill. That just sounds like something where the shit is overpriced. I think we have we have a Bonefish here, I believe. Do we? Or is it Bluefish? No, that's Bluefish. Okay, downtown. Yeah, yeah, that's Bluefish. Okay. Um, Probably the same kind of shit though Also marked up Also mad marked yeah, up Yeah It's not very good um, We are paying for our food Just like everyone else And she told us That we are the rudest people Stuart can be heard saying In a cell phone Video In a cell phone video Of the incident Uh Goodman then pulls out her own phone and can be seen walking towards Stuart and Shaw. I've got real good friends who are black and I love them, Goodman tells the pair. Nothing good comes comes after Mm-mm. those words. Mm-mm. We never said anything about color, Stuart responds. You're too loud, Goodman says. 
In your opinion, Shaw replies, let me show you how let me show you my money. It's just as green as yours. Why are you so stupid, nigger? Mm. Goodman tells Shaw as she walks off. She turned around she turned around and walked away. There's actual video of this. Do your black friends call do you call your black friends that? The woman asked her. They're not like you, Goodman says as she grabs her purse and and leaves the restaurant. Goodman doubled down on her remark, telling a reporter from WRAL.com that she, that she said the N-word because Stewart and Shaw forced me into it. Do you see how that's incredibly offensive, the, the reporter responds? Yes, I do. That's why I said it, Goodman <clears throat> says. Before... <laughs> right? Hey. That's a, man, look. Hey. Look, if you're going to double down on your racism, that's hey. some shit. Hey. Before adding that she would say the slur to, to Stewart and Shaw again. A spokeswoman for Bloomin' Brands, Inc., the parent company that oversees Bonefish Grill, said that, said that the restaurant is currently reviewing the incident. We are at we are we are at a place for we are a place for all people to gather for good food in a comfortable atmosphere, including positive interactions among guests. We do not tolerate hate speech or disrespect in our restaurants. Elizabeth Watts, the spokeswoman, said in a statement, we are reviewing the incident to see how we can do better at de-escalating something like this in the future. Huh. Can I take so, a quick second to unpack this? Go for it. Can I take a quick second? Let's do it. Okay. Do it. Um, first of all. Um, oh, that's straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's straight. I could, the fumes are over here. <laughs> um, first of all, now, I'm one of those people who gets easily distracted and easily annoyed when I'm in a restaurant and people are what I consider to be a little louder than they should be. Okay. Now in that instance, I don't take it upon myself. First of all, it's very rare that I do this. I've probably done this once before, but if I'm going to address it, I am not going to address the other patrons directly. I'm going to quietly call a waiter, waitress, waitress or manager to the table and inform them. Could you please tell these people that they're too loud? Let the manager take the heat for that. Y'all ain't going to know that it's coming from me. I'm just going to be straight with y'all. You know why? Because I'm not getting paid to do that. Just true. I am paying for a certain atmosphere. Again, it's rare that I do this. It's I, I've probably done this once. And this is like for people who had like kids running around the table fucking shit up and just being like completely, completely out of pocket. Off threatening a child. Yeah, I, I look at a child like, I'll whoop your little ass, nigga. The fuck up, sit the I fuck down. I'll drop you on your fucking head. Tell your mama. <laughs> right, right. Tell your mama. Tell your mama. I bet your mama don't want to smoke either. Yeah. But that's number one. So Nancy Goodman really should not have approach these black people with very black names and to basically tell them to shut the fuck up. So Nancy Goodman was out of pocket, definitely, for that. Secondly, Nancy should not have called them stupid niggers. Okay? Wasn't the way to go. That's not the way... It, that's not the way to make them be quieter or to cooperate or to agree with what you're saying. That's not what inspires people. What I can appreciate, though, because we call for it all the time, what I did appreciate was that that same energy was kept when she was asked about it later. 
when she said what she said, she was on camera. When she said what she said during the follow-up, she was on camera. She kept that same energy. Now, with that in mind, the beautiful part about that is that same energy can also be returned to you in the form of hands as well. And, and ass whooping. You cannot be mad when that leads to you being dragged hither and yon, post from pillar to post. Because um, we will be saluting Stuart and Shaw had they just jumped over the table yeah. and uh, bust your head to the white meat. Right. Um, that's all I'm saying. You know, I appreciate, at, at least she didn't do this, at least she didn't do this whole, you know, I would never call anyone this. Even though her shit was ignorant and she had, like, ignorant-ass reasons for saying it, you have to appreciate the fact that she was honest. And she was like, I said that knowing that those words would hurt. And if in the same position, I will do it again. So I say this to you, fair people of Raleigh, North Carolina. If you see Nancy Goodman out and about, make her call you a nigger. (laughs) What happens after that? We leave to you. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I'm not telling anyone to do anything. I'm just saying whatever happens after that is up to you. On that note... Send your racist stories, your uh, racist uh, news stories, your real-life racist stories, uh, along with send your listener letters. We really want to get this going in year two of Opinions While Black, the listener letters. <laughs> uh, God help us for opening uh, for opening this up to the public. Uh, I am really scared to hear what T-Miles has to say mm. or ask us. Uh, send all of your commentary to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or if you're watching on uh, YouTube or whatever, any of the social media outlets listed below. We'll be right back to finish this off with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing Opinions While Black, Houston's most savage podcast. Let's go. Oh, I love doing this. Uh, and we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am drinking the I am drinking the King's whiskey straight. There's some there's some damage done to that bottle, man. <laughs> We've done like some old black man damage to this oh, bottle. Oh, I've been fucking this bottle up, dark. Then now I'm just drinking it straight. <laughs> I don't know how the rest of this shit go go. Mm. Oh man. Uh and now it is time. For, oh, real quick, uh, shout out to everybody who came through. Did, did we do? Did we talk about the meet and greet? We did not. The, shout out to everybody who came through to the meet and greet. I know this is running a little long for some of y'all, but who gives a fuck? Good. Um, thank y'all for coming to our first ever fiftieth uh, episode meet and greet. Uh, basically, a great cap off to year one. Nice. Um, the fiftieth episode was amazing. 
Um, uh, we got so trashed, and now Randall could not make it to the event. Uh, he had to yeah. go be a he had to go be a good friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. was when I am left to be the representative for the brand. <laughs> Uh, anything can happen, and it will. And it will. Uh, maybe anything didn't happen, but yeah, we had a pretty good bunch. Uh, shout to who can I remember? Shout to uh, Euphonic. Shout out to uh, Sheridan, aka Kuda. Shout out to Andrea. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to. It's just off the top of my head, so please forgive me. Shout out to Shayla. Shout out to Leticia. Um. Uh, Shout out to Janelle, the five minutes she was there. <laughs> uh, shout out to Sedina. Shout out to Terry. Shout out to Anthony Dusto. Uh, shout out to Roy. Um, uh, somebody else pa- just randomly passed through and patted me on the back and said, happy anniversary. Uh, uh, TJ. That was uh, uh, TJ, a.k.a. God's Gift. Shout out to DJ Byrne uh, for being in the mix. Uh, I love y'all. Y'all are some real ones. Shout out to all the fellas for buying, and some of the ladies for buying me drinks. Shout out to the ladies for the skirts being short, um, and the titties being out. Uh, shout out to DJ Bird for keeping the music hot. Um, and shout out to everybody for just, for just appreciating what we do and really engaging the content. And yeah, because people really came up to me talking to me about the content, so I really appreciate that. I love y'all so much from the bottom of my heart. That was amazing. And um, shout out and an extra shout out to I, I just she couldn't make it, but I wanted to show her love for just the thought. Shout out to my girl Kanji. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanji couldn't, aka on Twitter, I think it's Darth Kanji or something. But uh, she now here's the funny part. I saw her Insta story. She was so mad she couldn't make it. She pre-gamed and put her makeup on mm-hmm. and passed out in her house. And by the time she woke up, it was like 2 in the morning or some shit. <laughs> that is what you call <laughs> washed summer. That is a washed, that is a washed summer. But she did, show, she did show the bottle on a... Uh, that was a pregame bottle. She, she <laughs> fucked that bottle up. So okay. I, I, I can't blame her. I understand that. that so was, she was there in spirit, literally. She was literally there in spirit. <laughs> she, she fucked that bottle up. That's my girl. Shout out to Kanji. Um, Shit. And with that, uh, it's time to it's time to finish strong with the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America who need to shut the fuck up? Okay, shut up. Okay, 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 okay shut up. Number three. Lil Duval. <laughs> That's that easily. That fucking asshole. Uh we all we almost might as well just give him his his jersey. Just hang his jersey up. Uh Lil Duval was on Twitter talking about how he doesn't I I gotta find the tweet, but he was talking about how he doesn't like girls with the nappy hair, with the long, curly nappy hair. Um, here's the thing about this, and and for you and for you niggas that are gonna jump in and cape with the oh that's his preference bullshit. First of all, that's that's his preference. Twitter ne- Twitter needs to shut the fuck up, right there. Um. On another note, and here's my thing about this whole that's your preference thing. The problem with that premise is nobody fucking asked you. Nobody. Did nobody asked Lil Duval what the fuck he liked. He need to be happy to get what the fuck he get. 
I for sure for hell didn't ask him. Ain't nobody giving a shit. What the fuck? Lil Duvall is so strange looking. He looks like the, he doesn't even look like the actual puppet master. He looks like that puppet master ripoff demonic toys. <laughs> he looks like he looks like the nigga Tales from the Hood version of Small Soldiers. Like <laughs> Dog. Since when do niggas like Lil Duval get a fucking opinion about what the fuck they like? And since the women since when do women want to hear it? And they lambasted this nigga. I I shit you not. When you see his comment, when you see his tweet, the first tweet you see under it goes, nigga, you are five two. I'm sorry, y'all can call this body shaming, short shaming, whatever the Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Is it shaming if it's the truth? If it's, is it shaming if you clap back first? If he wears a boy size 20 shirt? You know? Let me tell you, it's not shaming if you came for, if you came for somebody else first. Mm. And I had to deal with somebody on Twitter. And shout out to this person who, who came after me on Facebook about it. Because uh, you can shut the fuck up and eat a dick too. Okay, shut up. Um... Nigga told me I was body shaming. Talk about how are you gonna how are you gonna how are you gonna come at somebody for body shaming by body shaming them? Guess what? Ain't no fucking rules in the dozens. You grew up black just like I do. Since when do people have a code of honor in the dozens? You sound like these you sound like these corny ass these corny ass people on reality TV that that think you took it too far when you start talking about their kids. Man, fuck you. Ain't no, fucking, ain't no fucking rules in the dozens. Boy, in the dozens, kids, it's just the beginning. <laughs> now, I ain't never said that this generation is soft before, but that's some soft-ass shit. When it's the dozens and you're coming for somebody you fucking hate, anything goes. It's the Chris Rock rules. That's... I get to say whatever I need to in my arsenal to fucking defeat you. And I, I say growing up, that's why I'm still able to be friends with people that I grew up. Because in playing the dozens, we said the worst possible shit Nigga. about each other. You didn't want your you didn't want people outside of your house finding out anything about your family. Cause that right there was ammo. Fuck your deaf ass mama. <laughs> there was a dude that was a bully. That was a straight up bully in my middle school because his mama was deaf and somebody said that so one day somebody said his mama was deaf and he beat that nigga's ass and he never stopped whooping ass again hey you know one of one of my neighbors growing up um you know i, I was friends with his daughter growing up and uh her her father was a vietnam he was either a korean war or vietnam vet um he was a disabled vet he had uh you know one fake leg and he, you know, he had he he had some hearing. He was deaf. He, he's deaf. Right, right, right. And when I tell you, anytime we all played the dozens, and she stepped foot in that circle, we used to talk about how her old man had to take his leg off to whoop her ass. Oh, we had. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, that's the kind of shit. But she didn't. She don't. She can't. She laughed at it, just like everybody else. Like. And, they and would, that was how it was. You they, had to roll with it. You know, they would laugh at the, it, anything they found out about, you know, my family. You can't step you can't step up in the circle and not be ready to feel the daggers. We laughed about, you know, people's brothers having drug addictions. We've had we I mean, we we laughed about all that kind of shit. This I'm not a, saying it's right. This is the thing and I think this is what helped me about growing up nerdy is that when you've grown up nerdy and you get made fun of for shit just liking shit that you like. Yes. 
that's the when that's the starting point, and then they go down. You're by the time you're a grown adult, you're immune to a lot of shit. Yeah. So I don't really want to hear this shit from some in defense of somebody who asked for it. Talking about how short jokes are low hanging fruit. Have you heard Lil Duvall's comedy? Everything is low hanging fruit. That's the that is the <laughs> realm of comedy that he lays in. Low hanging fruit is the only type of fruit that he could pick. Oh. And so when you, and so when you and so when you're down there, so when you're down there in the low hanging fruit genre of comedy, it just so happens it ain't so fun when the rabbit has the gun. Mm. So just because the tables turn on you and you got a taste of your own fucking medicine, I'm supposed to feel bad for you because it's because it's fucking body shaming. Mm. Nigga, suck my dick. And whoever said that to me on fucking Facebook calling me fake woke, nigga, you inhale a dick too. Through your fucking nose. Damn. So Lil Duval, you and this fake woke ass nigga dick riding, you can shut the fuck up collectively. Hold y'all niggas both hold the number three L. Fuck you. <laughs> Number two, Wesley Snipes fans. Okay, 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 shut up. Wesley Snipes fans got to chill the fuck out. <laughs> the minute Mahershala Ali got cast in his blade, I got so fucking sick of hearing, so y'all didn't even call Wesley? So y'all, wasn't, y'all just going to do Wesley like that? I'm pretty sure there was a talk with Wesley before this was announced. There was. He had a meeting with Marvel. There have been ongoing discussions with Wesley let for me, quite some time. Let me explain why Wesley was ultimately, when it came to the Blade reboot, Wesley was never a part of the conversation. Here's why. For those of you, some of y'all are too young to remember this. Wesley Snipes was a fucking nightmare to work with on the set of Blade. Yes. All of those Blade movies... Wesley Snipes was a nightmare and a fucking half because that was at the peak of his career. Yep. That was like that Blade was really the pinnacle of his career and that was really the the bag that was supposed to secure him for a long time. Yep. If he had paid his taxes. I'm just saying. And Wesley Snipes was a complete fucking nightmare to work with. For, and for those of you who didn't live through the 90s like we did, there's no one. You cannot find a single human being on this planet. Not even high-ass Woody Harrelson. <laughs> that has a good story with Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes was a nightmare on set. He was a nightmare of a human being. And did you notice how fast all of that shit about Wesley Snipes, uh, about y'all should have called Wesley went away when they brought up the fact that Wesley, that Halle Berry is deaf in one ear because Wesley hit her? Mm-hmm. You remember that story, do you? Mm. You know, you know, because out of nowhere, sometime in the 2000s, Christopher Williams just showed up. Don't wake me, I'm dreaming. Christopher Williams just all of a sudden had this fucking story. Girl, don't wake me. <laughs> he just had this, he just randomly had this story about how uh, Wesley Snipes and Halle Berry were fucking, and Halle Berry and and Wesley Snipes hit her, and she deaf in one ear. And that's true, she is deaf in one ear. She is deaf in one ear because of Wesley Snipes. And all of a sudden, but fine in both ears, fine, fine all over. And all of a sudden, all that Wesley talk just went away. But other than that, there's a couple of reasons. One, Wesley was a nightmare on set. Two, Disney ain't playing them games. Nope. 
Disney ain't playing that shit. <laughs> nope. Look, Disney will forgive a lot. They can't. They not. They not. If Disney is as racist as y'all keep saying they are, they not caping for Wesley for black ass old ass Wesley Snipes hitting women. You know, Marvel ain't. Marvel already has the date set for when Blade is coming out, right. and they ain't, <laughs> they ain't got to wait for Wesley to fuck nothing up. Wesley gonna be walking around making people call him Blade like he did on the on the set of Blade Trinity. That nigga would get fired by somebody in a Mickey Mouse suit. <laughs> 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 Man, and we're not kidding when we said he was a nightmare on set. He was walking around calling Ryan Reynolds cracker. That cracker to his face. Disney ain't having that shit. If Disney is racist as you think they are, they not having that shit. I'll do you what better. When Patton Oswalt doesn't have anything good to say about you, you are probably a piece of shit. Chris Christopherson said fuck that nigga. Oh, man, yeah. it was bad. He was following Guillermo del Toro around, calling him trash and trying to convince him to quit. Mm. Who does that? Disney ain't having that shit. But also, it was all they could do to keep Edgar Wright on Ant-Man, and nobody was calling him trash. Y'all um, also forget that Wesley congratulated, you know, Mahershala on the pick as well. And if Wesley's good with it, Y'all need to be good with that shit, too. That's the problem with y'all. Y'all be mad about some shit that even the people involved ain't mad about. Plus, Wesley's old. And I'm telling y'all, I know that there's been a conversation, and, and Disney's like, we got you. You gonna, We gonna Lou Ferrigno you. You gonna have a little a little walk-in role. You gonna have a walk-in or something. You know, you gonna, you, know, you gonna get what you get. But, hey, when Mahershala Ali, two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali calls, calls you... you it says, I want to do Blade. Blade gets fucking done. Hey, yes, sir. So all you... All we'll you, change the name from Blade to Mahershala if you want us to also, sir. So all you niggas still dick riding Blade 2, which was a which was a very gorgeous, uh, very uh, entertaining waste of Donnie Yen. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, okay, I keep hitting that up. wrong one. There we go. I'm just saying, y'all, Passenger 57 was a long time ago, bro. Woo! Demolition Man was not long enough ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, <laughs> what we're not going to do on this podcast, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Demolition Man. That shit was the truth, nigga. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to fall back on that one. I'm going to fall back You on know it. you like Nino Brown meets the Joker. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. Y'all still don't know how to use them three C-cells. Uh... <laughs> And the number one person who should shut the fuck up, really, who should just shut the fuck up forever? We can, we we should, we ought to think about hanging up his jersey too. Is Shad Moss, aka Lil Bow Wow? Okay, shut up. What is it with these tired ass ex boyfriends, dog? This short man, come on, man. That nigga was that nigga was out somewhere, at a club or something, drunk, talking about Sierra. Yelling, I hit that bitch first. Man, Sierra ain't been worried about his ass since 9-11. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and it, to, Look, when you fucking up so bad that T.I. got to tell you to fucking chill out. When T.I., who has fucked the whole left side of black Hollywood. When Clifford Harris has to look down to you, first of all, <laughs> look down to you to tell you to shut the fuck up. You should probably shut the you fuck up. You should probably shut the fuck up. 
And and we just got through telling Jermaine to pre shut uh, shut the fuck up. So you're really second generation shut the fuck up on so so deaf team. When Nelly and Ti Nelly when Cornell Haynes <laughs> comes out of whatever fucking rock he was under, whatever rape case he just got through dealing with, to tell you to shut the fuck up. Maybe it's time for you to shut the fuck up. He was still trying to double down on some, but, 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 no, bro. Nigga, hush. That was like 20 years ago. Didn't your girlfriend just beat your ass? You had to stand on your tiptoes to take a photo with her. <laughs> Literally. The photo was there. Like, that's, that's, that's third, that's like three times removed, shut the fuck up. She'd been, cause she she wasted been with a, mad niggas since she, you. She wasted her time with very few, with people who were worse than you. Didn't you fuck 50 Cent once? Probably. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I can't keep up with it. See, that's the problem. Y'all all fucking, the, y'all, again, I always say this and it's always true. Y'all fucking the same three women. Yeah. You Did you, you and I should mention this real, well, I'll mention that. Bow Wow, all I'm saying is, nigga, chill out, take your medication, get some real therapy, Come to grips with the fact that Angela Simmons don't fucking want you. Mm. Just like just like you and Romeo. And shut the fuck up. Mm. Shut the entire fuck up. Okay, shut up. Shut the entire so-so deaf catalog fuck up. Okay, shut up. Shut the be like Mike shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, shut up. <laughs> They're playing basketball. Okay, shut up. <laughs> The fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, head ass. Uh, look, I should I, and I should mention this real quick. Did you since we mentioned it on the on the show? Did you have you got to catch up with April Jones with with Omarion's baby moms? No, Bruh, Right after we reported on that, and I didn't get to it on the fiftieth episode. She went on this whole rant on IG Live about mad niggas she didn't fuck. Uh, since Amarion, because everybody was on her case about fucking little Fizz, who she's pregnant with Fizz's kid. Okay, she went off about how she fucked ASAP Rocky, mm. uh, how she fucked uh Nate Robinson, uh, mm. maybe fucked Shaq. Uh, she fucked apparently she didn't fuck mad niggas, mm. and. Went and went off and oh you know what you know what it's like when they talk when they start slapping their crotch and shit yeah uh, everybody says that maybe she was high you know she went on her whole tour because you know loving hip hop Hollywood is coming back in a few weeks and so she was on Black Ink Chicago telling Ryan Henry who I, looks like she wants to fuck him too because he was like well what's that like hitting off your baby your baby's father's friend and she goes excuse me. He my my baby fa- my baby's father isn't friends with Fizz. He's business partners with Fizz. That's how you. That's how. You, that's when you know she fucked. When she starts speaking. When she starts speaking on shit for the nigga. <laughs> that's when you know they fucking. Damn. Like the last. Like the last one. Like like the last chick Euphonic was fucking with. We would be out at a. We would be out. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'll put. He don't mind. Uh. I'll, we were out at a fucking event. Exclusive. <laughs> We were out at a fucking event, and that and I was like, "Where you find a cat?" And she jumps right in the conversation, and goes, "Oh, he's run. Oh, he's running late. He had to take a nap." 
Oh, y'all fucking. Y'all, oh, y'all fucking. Y'all fucking. <laughs> fucking. I see now. That's exactly what the fuck be going on. Oh. So, yeah, she starts speaking on that nigga business. Oh, no, that's his business partner. <laughs> that's when you know they fucking. <laughs> yeah, he put a baby all the way in her. I see what happened now. Uh, shout out to Fizz, man. Got a, got a new place to live. Uh, um, D. Randall, have we done a podcast? We absolutely have. <laughs> like it, 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 It's only been two weeks, but it feels like it's been a few months. <laughs> man. Too long. Too long. Damn. Oh man, it's good to be back. In the, it's good to be back, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, D. Randall, for doing this with me every week. Hey, man, man I, I shit, I look forward to it. Man, <laughs> this is my shit, man. I, this is what I love doing. This is why I get out of bed on a Friday on my off day. Oh damn! Uh, for this? Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, man, Team Oz, y'all been so real. Let me tell you, I, I don't want to give everything away, but. Year two is definitely going to be the the real deal rise of opinions while black. Yeah, we've got listeners now. We've got Team Oz. We got niggas hashtagging Team Oz. We've got we've got a fandom to cultivate. And year two is where we're really going to see. We're going to take this shit. No, no, Damien, no, Damien, stop, stop, stop. And that's where we really have a fandom that we can cultivate now. Man, y'all have just seen the beginning. We're going to have more guests after maybe after I think after this episode cuz I got to do a thing next week. But uh after episode 52, you're going to start seeing more guests. You're going to start we're we're going to start talking about merchandise. We've been talking about that for a long time. Um we're going to start talking about a lot of things. We're going to start trying to live stream this shit at least once a month. That I is going I, to be. I, I hate to put a promise out there for Randall. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Please bear with us. But you know what? We can do it. I ain't, I ain't scared. We're gonna. But the, it, year two is going to be a complete upgrade. Y'all are going to hear it in every little thing that we do, and we can only do this because y'all support us so hard. Um, small but dedicated fandom, and we love y'all for it. Thank you so much. Yes. I God bless y'all mm. from the bottom of my heart. Um, so just just stick just stick with us. It's gonna be a hell of a ride. Until then, you've experienced opinions while black episode fifty one. Year two has begun. I have been Oz. I am still D Randall. And as always for effort imparting titties. God damn I love doing this show. Mm.